0: welcome to the Queen City preachers podcast I'm Pastor Andrew
1: and I'm Pastor Molly
0: and it's good to be with you all yeah we're we're rocking the Genesis
1: we are yes thank you for giving us grace in our week off last
0: week <laughs> yeah thank things you. just got
1: too busy so they
0: did mm-hmm. and so and we might be a little a little herky- jerky till the fall um, but we yeah. will we'll try our best um we are dropping sermons every week um, so if you're wanting to catch up or um, listen feel free to listen that way yeah mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's beautiful summer now here. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, it's a good weather report today. It nice is nice day, sunshine. Can't complain.
0: Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's a good day to talk about a sunny personality named yeah. Joseph.
1: People who did a lot of complaining, like <laughs> Joseph, about mostly about his brothers. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sibling
0: dynamics eat your heart out. Yeah. Um,
1: this these are pro- Joseph stories. My like favorite Bible story. Really? Mm-hmm. Like your favorite favorite. Yeah, um, but that's just because I was obsessed with the musical as a child. Oh, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So, go, 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 Joseph, you know what yeah, to say. Yeah. My sister, who's 10 years older than me, did a rendition of Joseph in high school for their high school musical, and then I had a little um, cassette tape recording of it. Okay. And I used to hide in the closet and just listen to it over and over again. Oh. All right. It's <laughs> insight into my childhood. <laughs> it is. It, says
0: a lo- it tells me a lot, Molly. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to be therapized right now, but like, just that's like a childhood fact.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, let's step back just a tiny bit because we didn't podcast last week. Mm-hmm. And so we have the crazy, funky family dynamics of this week. Right, Yes, but we also have what we missed, which was mm-hmm. Jacob and Esau, and you know, you preached on kind of the,
1: yeah,
0: what does it mean to have wrestled God and then mm-hmm. to meet
1: yes. your fears
0: in some way? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, but
1: so, yeah, so we left Joseph having you, you did with the Jacob, ju- yeah, left Jacob, Jacob. yeah Joseph
0: isn't in the picture yet,
1: uh-huh, um, Soon,
0: well, maybe he's a kid. At that point, I don't know, right? We
1: left Jacob, right, yeah. being tricked into the marrying of Leah and then eventually Rachel. marrying Rachel, and then he marries their two maids too. So he is blessed with eleven, 11 ki- children yeah. when we were leaving yeah. him, right? Joseph being the only child at that point of Rachel. Wait, yeah, Benjamin's of Rachel too, right? Uh right? that's a. I I always good get question. that one so, mixed
0: like, up. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, but let's so
1: I think so. Benjamin's, no. Benjamin's of somebody else. Right? Um, Sons of
0: Rachel, Joseph and Benjamin.
1: Benjamin, yes. Okay. Um, At that point, it's only Joseph. So he has this one child of the one woman that he really, really loves. Right? Um, And kind of leading up to all of this and all the interesting family dynamics and fleeing from the land and... Um, wrestling God at Penuel and wrestling with coming to terms with being back and seeing his brother and his brother offering him grace and all of this so yeah now we come to a point where all those kids are growing up or teenagers Yeah,
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and it's it's really interesting thinking about um you know the there's that line the sins of the fathers um, mm-hmm. upon the next generation fall upon the next generation mm-hmm. and i don't think it through the lens of sin with this but it's what's really interesting is that we see the dysfunction of family dynamics mm-hmm. um and you also see i mean not to lean too far into like a therapeutic side but like you see it play out how sibling relationships but also how parent children relationships exist i mean you think about the dynamics with um Jacob and the son that he loves with Rachel, what is that dynamic compared to the other sons Mm -hmm. or other children? And like, just thinking about like, what does this do to help create the dysfunction that we're witnessing? Right. Like, like what is good? What is also not great? Like, Mm -hmm. where is the brokenness in this as well? And so like, I don't know. It's really interesting to me to like, to reach Joseph and be like, Oh yeah, we have Joseph. And we get this story that we're about to read, but like, we also get this, Oh, Joseph. Joseph a child with mm-hmm. one dad but one mom and three stepmoms kind of
1: yeah and like, a lot of siblings <laughs> a lot of step siblings <laughs> a lot and of like, brothers and a lot
0: of vying for attention and attachment yeah. and like connection mm-hmm. and so like mm-hmm. Yeah, it's full of it's full of that messiness.
1: It and it is the it is the the sins, right? You know, when we th- it's kind of like we have to rethink about what we think sin is, right? When we think about sin, is what draws us away from God, right? Right, what draws Jacob away from God is right the fear that he has of his brother, the jealousy, all of those fear things. of inadequacy,
0: yeah, yeah, and whatever it is that's making him want to mm-hmm. get the birthright and doesn't feel that he yes. can trust God's promise, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that lack. of... That lack of trust in God's promise, and that is passed on to his son, right? Where, like, there's this vying for the birthright amongst them all in this elevated sense of self yeah, that gets in the way of the relationships that they have with God.
0: Which, not to go down another rabbit hole very far, but, like, really intriguing is there. there is a study, there is a, a field of theory that believes that anxiety is intergenerational and Mm -hmm. transferred through genetically that like that makes sense that like Mm -hmm. and if you look at this family system Mm -hmm. right like you're like oh man yeah anxiety abraham Mm -hmm. abraham and sarah isaac Mm -hmm. um and ishmael Mm -hmm. jacob and Esau. then we get a lot of relationship anxiety anxiety and anxiety Mm -hmm. about trusting god and trusting promises and and trusting themselves Mm -hmm. um also, a lot of unhealthy choices, but that's a that's a whole other thing. So,
1: <laughs> well, we don't like them, so let's just throw him in a pit. <laughs> right? Okay. So we're coming to that. So let's go ahead and
0: read this. Um, I'm going to read the the text that we have. We're going to get Joseph for two weeks, um, in two different, two very different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that we get for this week is kind of the setup of of kind of the classic Joseph story. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get forgiveness, reconciliation um, next week, but this week is Um, Genesis 37. Uh, I'm going to read just four verses and then leap ahead to verse 12 through 28. Um, So, Jacob settled in the land where his father had lived as an alien, the land of Canaan. This is the story of the family of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was shepherding the flock with his brothers. He was a helper of the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he had made him a long robe with sleeves. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Jump to 12. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem, and Israel said to Joseph, remember Jacob has been renamed Israel with the blessing here. Are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. He answered, Here I am. So he said to him, Go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron. He came to Shechem, and a man found him wandering in the fields. The man asked him, What are you seeking? I am seeking my brothers, he said. Tell me, please, where they are pasturing the flock. The man said, They have gone away, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from a distance, and before he came near to them, they conspired to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we shall say that a wild animal has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he delivered him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but lay no hand on him that he might rescue himself out of their hand and restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the long robe with sleeves that he wore, and they took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat, and looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels, carrying gum, balm, and resin, on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him. For he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. And when some Midianite traders passed by, they drew Joseph up, lifting him up, up out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Mm-hmm. So the <laughs> the text cut out of this is Joseph's dream about sheaves of wheat mm-hmm. and his brothers bowing to him.
1: Kind of an important part.
0: Kind of an important piece of that. So Yeah, um, I don't know
1: why they do that.
0: I don't know either. I guess
1: you could just read the whole thing if you wanted it on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, I might. Mm-hmm.
0: So... So this story, um, first off, one of the first things that pops in my head is like, okay, wait a second. So his great-great-grandparents, Abraham and Sarah, mm-hmm. right? So like, talk about funky dynamics, right? Like Abraham sells Sarah essentially.
1: Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm thinking, this is the best solution. Mm-hmm. And what did Joseph's brothers do? We're going to sell Joseph. Yeah. This is the best. It's not death. So it's okay. <laughs> We're not killing it's him. It's okay, you know? right? Yeah. Which all of us are like, ooh, it's not exactly a clear moral line here about what is good. That's Mm -hmm. not good.
1: And it's interesting selling them to the Ishmaelites, too. Right. Like their cousins, you know. Right. Right? So
0: in some ways, which, you know, is really. Yeah. It'd be interesting to track the family Mm -hmm. pieces of that of saying, you know, being saved by estranged family Mm -hmm. and actually rising to power within the comfort of a strange family yeah right mm. it's that's an interesting it is interesting side story yeah um but with this it's yeah so we have joseph we have this funky coat
1: mm-hmm.
0: we have jacob we have the other brothers they don't
1: say it's a technicolor dream coat which is like a real bummer i know <laughs> that doesn't seem right? to be in the text <laughs> yeah
0: well apparently like the the hebrew uh the hebrew is literally long sleeves and then mm-hmm. the the Greek transliteration is all is often colorful, many colors. Yeah. So, okay. um, so it's the Greeks embellished a little <laughs> <the Greeks> bit <laughs> surprise, as they surprise. often do. Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> but so, but the, but a
1: nice jacket.
0: A nice jacket, a nice, right? A nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here we have the later son,
1: mm-hmm. who
0: is the preferred son,
1: mm-hmm. who's
0: walking around with a nice jacket, holier than thou.
1: Yes. Um, and
0: snitching on his brothers, by the way, snitching right? on
1: his brothers, um, his brothers' mothers, right?
0: Well, he's snitching on his brothers, his the brothers of the mothers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so okay. his step siblings, right? Yes. Like, he's, okay. he's Snitching on that them. was
1: unclear. I was, I always yeah. thought it was the brothers, and I was like, wait a second, is he? Yeah, the language is interesting. Was a helper isn't it? to the sons of okay, the
0: sons, yeah.
1: Bad report of them, the sons, sons yeah, correct. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it's
0: interesting. So he's he's a snitch on his siblings, um, which you know, if you think about this with Jacob and Esau, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that there's already there's there's we've we have in our imagination a rivalry, yeah, and also a, I don't know, it's not clear, but a, this this question of delineation of choice of what is actually better, right? Um, mm, Say more. Well, like Esau, the strong, manly, hairy oh,
1: okay. hunter, yeah.
0: Jacob, Jacob, the one who was in the house in the tent who liked to cook, blah, blah, right? Like, mm-hmm. And we have these questions of what is what is a value, but the reality is that the interesting piece is that storytelling that embellishes, but the question that I think that Scripture keeps asking us is, is why aren't they trusting God's blessing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not that one is better than the other; it's the question of who is, who is actually trusting. Mm-hmm. And we find out in some ways that Esau is actually
1: mm-hmm. the
0: more gracious, trusting one.
1: Yeah, right. He's the one who represents the face of God, God and right? His, in the grace he in gives to Jacob. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and so it's really interesting because we have that same tension of dynamic of mm-hmm. of who is good and who is bad, mm-hmm. right? And how do we understand what is? Yeah. And in some ways I think this is this is beautiful because it's is it Ignatian or Jesuit like the practice of putting yourself into the bible story mm-hmm, right like mm-hmm. this is an interesting one to put yourself in like yeah. which character like put yourself into each nobody's different role really, and like see who you are
1: really good i mean joseph now. is loved more and so that casts him in a better light but he's also obnoxious you know
0: yeah yeah and this is this is another one of those things that I don't know the the more I read the these stories that we've been living in, the more I think that is some of the point um and you know you and I bang this drum all the time, but mm-hmm. is to point back to the belovedness of createdness that it's not about what you're doing mm-hmm. it's about who you are
1: mm-hmm.
0: and can you return to that yeah, that,
1: and who you are loved by right, mm-hmm. and
0: it's that joseph's value is not in the coat it's not in the spoiling right mm-hmm. and the sibling like
1: yeah he doesn't need those things for God to work through him right in right? fact
0: a lot is stripped away and then a lot is given
1: yeah. it's when he is stripped of those things that God actually can use him
0: which then in turns actually helps his save his siblings mm-hmm. r- but right down the road but like yeah. it's really interesting thinking about
1: what that. can God work through
0: what does God work through and and do we get so caught up in our stories and our challenges?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I guess it ra- raises a question of what is keeping us from that story of belovedness, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, is it sibling dynamics? Is it competitiveness? Yeah. Is it worry and anxiety about different mm-hmm. things? Is it addiction? And what What are the pieces of our lives that that hold us from that?
1: To me, it really puts a spin on like when we think about how we talk about suffering, right? Because there is this, you know, there's the platitude, like God won't ever give you more than you can handle, right? Which we're not fans of, right? But when you think about it, is that like, could you, could you see yourself saying to somebody like, this is really horrible, but God will, God will work through it, you know?
0: Yeah. Or God is with you in that pit and right now and in all of this and that God is not reliant upon you having your proverbial stuff together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, I mean, quite clearly in the in the story of Genesis, God's people are a hot mess and God is still present. God mm-hmm. does not back away. Yeah. God constantly is like seeking and pulling and yearning and reminding like, I'm here. Yeah, and you do know? we think
1: about God in that active kind of way, right? Where is when you think about like God just like giving you some stuff to handle, right? It's like, he's like, here you go, have fun, right? As opposed to this is like, God is with, Joseph, like you said, in the pit, moving through it with him in Egypt, even, even though bad things continue to happen to him when he gets there, right? God is still active with him, right? The dreams come in the jail cell after he's been accused of raping the wife, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, so in some ways this is like the, this is the God being God rather Mm -hmm. than I think it's Kendra Kesey Dean who calls it therapeutic moralistic deism, like that, like The teen, like teen, talking about youth ministry and like, but thinking about that, like, that the God that most of most of us and most kids Mm -hmm. are kind of taught is that God is a God of right and wrong. Mm -hmm. God Mm -hmm. is a God of help and therapy Mm
1: -hmm. and making
0: things better. Mm. Um, Theistic in the sense that, like, God is god yeah <laughs> and like separate but like and the, god the, can
1: fix all and those the deity, things if like god the wants lifting to. it up
0: right like mm-hmm. but that it's there's a separation there's a lack of incarnational reality there's also a lack of presence in everything
1: mm-hmm. right it's a
0: it's more of a transactional god yeah and i feel like in many ways some i think what you're pointing out what i hear you saying is that like in some ways this story is breaking kind of trying to break that open and say there's a sense of trying for God to be transactional. and God is saying, that's not how I work. Yeah. Right? No. God keeps saying, no. No, you're, I'm just here. I'm here. I'm here. You're, I'm you're present. Gonna, you're going to mess up again. Yeah. And I'm still here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I'm not going away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I love you. I want what's best for you. But mm-hmm. it's a two-way street. You got to work with me here, mm-hmm. too. And like.
1: And almost like a, when you're in the pit, I'll help you be creative. You know? That's what I think of when I think of like yeah. when the dreams come to Joseph, right? Like when, mm-hmm. you know, which is not in this text, but I'm thinking too of like, the especially in the Egypt. jail, yeah, yeah, yeah especially yeah. the jail cell, right? Like yeah. God's inspiration and the Holy Spirit will come to you when you need it. You just have to be open to like observing, hearing it.
0: Yeah. Being open to that, it. trusting that and also yeah. trusting that it may not be what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Right. I think like, you know, some of the, the, the things of thinking about like being present to one another in times of pain is that it's, it's not helpful to, you know, stare down at the pit and be like, Hey, how's it going down there? I'm here for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. What's helpful is to climb into the pit with I'm someone and just say, pit. be, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Like I'll sit <laughs> yes. here as long as you need me to sit here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And and in some ways that's what God is saying is I'm here. Mm-hmm can you get out of your own way to see that I'm actually here and then see mm-hmm. what that means? Mm-hmm. Right. Like maybe the dreams will yeah, come in different ways, but like, yeah.
1: and sometimes you need the pit moment, you know? Right. Yeah.
0: Sometimes people throw you in it. Sometimes you just land up there on your own. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> oh.
1: you know, sometimes you just need to hit that right. <laughs> like the rock bottom, you know, to see where you need to go from here.
0: There's, there's an element of revealing and vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. Of, and I'm not that. saying
1: God gave you the bottom of the pit. I'm saying, like, there are things that you did to get yourself there. Working and, against that, yourself. That happened. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and, you know, things happen in life, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not all up to you. Thank God, right? Yeah. But, like, but it's also, it's the question of can you, you know, when you reach that point, can you say, okay, it's,
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is a pit. Mm-hmm. Um, you
1: can only go up from here, <laughs> but also like,
0: like where do you, where do you take this? Cause like, I think, you know, everybody's pits are different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the rock bottom of addiction is different than the rock bottom of, um, job misery, depending on the mm-hmm. job. Right. Yeah. I mean, like family dynamics range a wide course of things, you know, I mean, like dysfunctional relationship on one end is very different than dysfunctional relationship, domestic violence. On another end, exactly, so like, yeah. So I think like there's there's that array of it, but at the same time, it's acknowledging the fact that God is in all of those pits,
1: mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm. in all of those places, and it, yeah. that there isn't a one pit isn't better than the other or worse mm-hmm. than the other. I mean, we, we get into this competitive pit making, right? Like, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like sandcastle digging or sand hole digging as kids, yeah. right? Like I'm going to dig the deepest hole, but yeah, like check out this you check know? this out. But it's like, no, 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 no. It's, that's not what this,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: in some ways, maybe some of that is like, I don't know, tying it back to this story. Like God is like, you threw him in a pit because mm-hmm. of a coat yeah, and because you're grumpy about him. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it's this question of, wait, what, mm-hmm. what are you upset about? Yeah. What, what pit, what did you, and then in some ways. It, it doesn't
1: matter how you got there.
0: And it raises the question of where are you standing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. where are his brothers throughout? And we find out that they end up fairly miserable too in other ways, but like it's. <laughs> they're, starving they're starving at the starving. end. They're <laughs> starving. Yeah. But like it's, yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. it's powerful to think about yeah. it that way.
1: No matter, you know, no matter what pitch you're in, Nobody deserves it. Right. Like. Correct. Because you could easily be like Joseph was kind of a turd and he like deserved to be treated this way a little bit. And like that, like vengeful part of ourselves, I think, says like, yeah, I kind of got what was coming to him, you know, but I think God says that's not the part that makes that matters. I think that's what I hear you saying. Right. The part is that the what matters is that you're in the pit and I'm here with you. Right. And that we're going to move on from here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also, um, I don't know. I I think that there's, there's that. And I would, I would expand it even a little bit more Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because I think it explodes the family dynamic a little bit because it, it shows that like when, when we hear that God is there and in the pit, one of the things too is God is also with Jacob when Jacob hears that Joseph is gone. And assumes he's dead.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the brothers end up being like, oops, mm-hmm. this didn't go how we thought it was going to go, Mm-mm. right? Like we thought we were going to be like, oh, now he's gone. Sweet. Yeah. Life's better. <gasps> oh,
1: I guess I'll have to find a new favorite son. <laughs> which is going to be all of us,
0: all at once. Yes. Right? Like, because that's how it works. Uh-huh. And and it doesn't. And it's a reminder that God is God is in those places that we that we see the pit, but God is also in all those other Mm -hmm. places too, right? I think that's to me, like it's really powerful thinking about too that the pain that Joseph experiences and the brothers experience in some ways is also the the pain that Jacob reaps upon himself even in the loss of Joseph. I mean like Mm -hmm. in some ways this is a man it'd be a great telenovela right like <laughs> it like echoes the, right it's yeah, like that drop in the yeah, water it, it just it, echoes to everybody you absolutely know? And, and it echoes from the stories of the past to mm-hmm. into the present and
1: yeah and it would be interesting reading this from you know a different perspective right um like even from Ruben's perspective because I think that's where we find ourselves a lot like something bad's gonna happen you're like well you know, I, I tried to help stop it, you know, like, I
0: made it less bad.
1: I made it less bad, but it's still bad. But like I'm in this limbo part now. Right. Like where I'm complicit, but I'm not explicitly the one, the doer, you know.
0: Right. And it makes, you know, it, it really raises that question of what, how do we understand our own agency mm-hmm. and our power to do yeah. something yeah. and to change something.
1: And Jacob, right. You could say Jacob got them all into this situation. Oh,
0: absolutely, hundred percent.
1: Because he chose a favorite and he showed it. You know, rule number one of being a parent: don't show Jacob. It. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but also, <laughs> Jacob. But was Jacob doomed? Right, like, mm-hmm. I mean, is is this actually another thing that he inherited from?
1: Right, his mother. He was his mother's, mother's favorite, favorite. Yeah. and like and in his a dysfunctional was his dynamic, right? Like, so. he
0: tried to steal a birth, right? And so he's mm-hmm. like, "I'm just going to show you my love," yeah, which is honorable, right? But then it ends up screwing up all the other relationships, and like, yeah. I mean, it's just hmm oh right uh-huh I mean this mm-hmm. is one of those times where you're like okay guys can we get you all in the room we'll do some therapy <laughs> together we'll work on some <gasps> grandma some and psycho, Grandpa, some,
1: sarah and abraham yep, come some, on down some, some psycho
0: education <laughs> we're gonna work on how to do some proactive parenting and like <laughs> supportive I mean yeah. and some love we're talking about mm-hmm. some attachment issues we're gonna work through all yeah. this together and like because it's oh my gosh it's all there
1: mm-hmm yep and it's Beautiful and and messy. Maybe that's the message too. If we don't work through our stuff, it's going to come out sideways, you know.
0: And it's going to keep coming out.
1: (laughs) It's going to keep coming out, (laughs) right? Soon, one brother's in a pit, and then he's sold to Egypt. You know.
0: Yeah. So just be careful. (laughs) If you don't deal with your stuff, you're going to end up in a pit and (laughs)
1: sold into slavery in Egypt. No,
0: but like, but there is some truth to, Mm -hmm. and and I think that like the parallel to this, which is also the running. The running narrative throughout is, mm-hmm. um, is our desire as humans to be in control and to do it ourselves. Yeah. And that as long as we think we can do it ourselves, mm-hmm. we're gonna keep getting thrown into pits and keep screwing up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna screw up anyway. But like, but it's it's different to think that like, that it's not up to us to save ourselves. That yeah. we can't. That it's not. Up to, I mean, yes, we have a role in all our family dynamics and relationships. But it's also about trusting in love and grace that is bigger than ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which can transform relationships. And so, like, there's this, there's this parallel piece to this of saying the question of can we let go of control, mm. while at the same time also name that God is in the places when we get thrown into the pits and when we're. Mm -hmm. Unexpectedly standing on the edge of the pit, being like, Well, that isn't what I wanted, Mm -hmm. right? Like,
1: and can we listen to God all along the way, too?
0: Yeah, you know, can we check ourselves before we wreck ourselves? I mean, like, (laughs) can we do that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think these would all indicate you should, doesn't mean you're going to, but should. Right. So keep that in mind. So
0: the next time you see a really nice jacket, ask Mm -hmm. yourself, what is this going to mean down the road
1: (laughs) if I purchase (laughs) it? Does someone want to rip this off of me and throw it into a pit?
0: (laughs) But I think it is that question of just like of of,
1: what are the consequences consequences of this? this, But also Mm -hmm. like,
0: am I willing to name and ask where is God
1: Mm -hmm. in this too? Yeah, absolutely. And
0: where is, and parallel to that, where is family, where is community? Mm Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm. how do my actions, um, impact others?
0: Oh, the story is so full of that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, what's really interesting, like just coming back full circle to this, it's like the, the passage that we didn't read, like, why wasn't somebody being like pulling Joseph aside, being like, dude, I know you had that dream. Don't tell your brothers. Yeah. Like, just don't <laughs> do it. They, they're already upset with you.
1: Like, I don't like, know what this means. And you know, it's like, you all are going to bow down to me and you're going to like it
0: <laughs> at which point you go 17 year old
1: boys joseph <laughs> joseph no Adolescence. oh, come on, oh man. don't do it buddy <laughs> so like <laughs> read the room <laughs>
0: yeah he did not read the room
1: <laughs> self awareness is important there is a general lack of self awareness with all of these characters
0: <laughs> yeah which adds adds that question of like what is that also about in teaching us right mm-hmm. like where what is the learning in relationship to witness bearing witness to that because mm-hmm. that's you're absolutely right yep so yeah yeah i don't yep. know i mean like this is really it's a really interesting i'm it's monday yeah we're dropping a podcast earlier this week uh because uh Pastor mall is heading off mm-hmm. um for some vacation but like um i don't know where i'm going with this there's so much yeah. here yeah um i'm gonna have to chew on this um I think find it really it.
1: interesting thinking about like who, where do you find yourself in this? I do
0: too, and and I, it's interesting you say that. And the, my ancillary question is, and am I okay with where I find myself?
1: Yeah, where honestly do you find yeah. yourself? Right? Yeah, not where you'd like to be, be. right? Because I don't think you'd like to be anybody in this story, right? No. Maybe Benjamin.
0: No. <laughs> Well, Benjamin, the Who's youngest not in brother, it yet. he's yeah. not there. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, he's an ancillary character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is no, the, all the layers of this are so complicated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I guess the, the beautiful truth of this, and maybe this is the nice stopping point is to say, to just name God is in the layers of complicatedness,
1: mm-hmm.
0: complications, right? Like God yeah. is, God is like an onion. No, God is in the onion. Yeah. His layers, right? <laughs> A la Shrek. But like, it's. <laughs> It's all those pieces,
1: yeah, and where to me, this reminds me of you know a couple of weeks ago, like where do you find God in this when the part that is kind of about the dream that God gives him is cut out, you know,
0: and also where the part where the dream that he receives as a gift from God mm-hmm. is also one of the problems, uh-huh, right,
1: uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah,
0: how do we wrestle with God's presence when God's presence doesn't make things easier, yeah. That's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> yeah. right? Because yeah. because I think there's a, there's an absolute truth to that, that, mm-hmm. that we often think God's presence is to make things easier. Mm-hmm. And as is shown here, that's not yeah. always the case. Like mm-hmm. God's going to complicate things. Yeah, and
1: um, complicate or things. Or our acknowledgement of God's presence is yeah. going to complicate things. And complicate things within you. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Complicate things within you.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to make them many-colored
1: Mm-hmm. Do,
0: do, do do yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: I still love the Elvis and the cows coming out of the Nile. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, it's maybe great. you should contemplate singing some Joseph songs this weekend, oh, or save it know. for next week when I get back. Yeah,
0: maybe I can pop an Elvis collar and just you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it makes me want to go watch it. Go back and watch it though.
1: It's so good. Yeah, it so is good. good. It is good. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, so once again, thanks for being with us as we traverse the messiness. of uh, of all of this because it's I hope I hope that you are catching glimpses of how much fun as messy as this all is Mm -hmm. um, how much fun this is for us to wrestle with these stories because it's it's very refreshing in many ways Mm -hmm. to wrestle with longer form narrative because Mm -hmm. the gospels are not that yeah Um, and they're great storytelling they're great understandings of God Mm -hmm. but at the same time this is it's powerful to wrestle with how do we see God in the midst of the narrative, which mm-hmm. is what, how we live our lives for the most part. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's really cool. Absolutely. So so thanks for being with us today. Um, once again, you've been listening to the Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew.
1: And I'm Pastor Molly.
0: And be well, friends.